3: Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast, I'm David Michael, the editor of myoldmansaid.com and your host. Joining me for this show, somebody who was uh, just waiting for the unbeaten run to get longer because uh, with the anticipation of, since the toxicity is building as the undefeated run grows, he was hoping uh, when we get to 10 games unbeaten, surely they would sack Gerard. Uh, Mr. Chris Bird, welcome. Hiya. (laughs) What an intro. And also joining us, somebody who uh, is delighted by uh, the result today, because that means we're one step closer to Sean Dyche joining the club. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Phil Shaw, welcome. Yes,
4: get that pea coat <laughs> on the sideline immediately. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, deary, deary. Uh, well, before we get into the show, I didn't have a chance to get an article out, but there's kind of implied it in that piece uh, that I did about that. The Perslow meeting, uh, I said to you, Chris, before the game, uh, there's, there's essentially two trap doors that uh, Gerrard has to try to avoid. The first one is this week. And uh, oops, I said, if you if we get beat by Chelsea... Then uh, we're going to have to beat Fulham. If we if we draw against Chelsea, you could probably get away with a draw against Fulham because uh, the optics. And then you know, if the owners are in town assessing this, the optics. If we drop in the relegation zone or we're you know virtually in the relegation zone, it's not good. So uh, I think we probably have to beat Fulham now, or else it's going to get pretty sticky because the next home game you know if you don't win that then uh, it's going to be a bit bit different from what it was today and uh, the natives are already turning and then the second trap door is basically pre-Qatar World Cup assessment Uh, as I said uh, in my piece uh, judging from what Purslow was telling us uh, we have to be in the mix really at the end of this first half of the season and then they're hoping that with the return of uh, Kamara Carlos in January when we Get back from the World Cup and any new signings, uh, and there needs to be really, then we would hopefully kick on as long as we're uh, in spitting distance of those, uh, let's say, upper mid table places. So, uh, all eyes uh, to Craven Cottage. Coming up in the show, we will go through uh, the latest uh, Villa news uh, update on the, the badge announcement and. Uh, various other tidbits before uh blasting through uh, medium Muppets to three points and then getting into uh, this game and uh, the ongoing uh, the ongoing saga that is uh, aston villa fc <laughs> uh obviously time for some news Should we talk about who potentially could be chancellor of the exchequer next week is it around to me yet, as Michael? <laughs> Is it your your turn yet, Phil? I don't know. I've, I could have a go. I think I've starved. Yeah, maybe take Wednesday off just in case you get the cool, uh, so call. If you do you Wednesday,
0: know, I'll do Thursday. David, yeah. you take it Friday, yeah.
3: Yeah, it's a kind of a twenty four hour job at this moment in time. Right, let's get into the Villa news. The new contract for uh, Douglas Luiz, rumoured to be around four years after Arsenal uh, chanced their hand at uh, getting him on deadline day in January. I, I'm still, you know, the core of what's rob, uh, wrong with uh, Aston Villa is, to me, is the midfield. I mean, this is the same team that Smith had, you know, under both managers it's not going to get us where we want to be. So, uh, and I just think he's one of the, the elements of that. So.
0: And you were offered 25 million quid. Yeah. I, I Supposedly. Think,
3: well, let's, let's, let's say 23, uh, which is close enough. I would have taken that, recycled it. You know, we've got, we went, bought and, and I don't understand why now. I mean, I, at the time it was logical because uh, in terms of, you know, physical profile or that kind of stuff. And you could see where you could, shawl up that midfield a bit more but you know still have somebody who uh, could contribute going forward and obviously uh, contribute uh, on offensive set pieces uh, he has got
0: quite the physical profile hasn't he's got the turning circle of the Titanic
3: (laughs) (laughs) don't knock him poor chap hasn't even started yet but yeah you, you you're thinking well why did you buy him i can't quite understand that maybe it's some kind of insurance policy uh to uh, douglas louise but uh anyway uh hopefully uh louise i mean he's, louise is still 24 so hopefully uh it comes good, but I still think you need uh, that kind of... Uh, we'll talk about it later on uh, in, in the main bit when we address uh, the situation. Uh, former Villa superstar legend uh, Jota has retired at the grand old age of 31. I think he just gave up, didn't he? Yeah, it's less retired, <laughs> is it? Just up near. It's like uh, nobody's answering my calls anymore. I, I better go. In terms of the badge... Uh, I think I said in a members uh, podcast that uh, I mean the reason why Perslow uh, allegedly turned up at this consultation about the badge was to uh, talk about you know the badge and also when to release this vote. Maybe he was also there to get a lipness test on the fan feeling against uh, about Gerard. If uh, and him, <laughs> I'm perfectly honest. I mean, you know, I don't want to. Uh, talk about the social media reaction when you actually tell people uh, the news and they think that you're being all high and mighty because you've spoken to purslow it's like I'm giving you information i mean if you want to just uh, live on a diet of clickbait and uh, twitter itk it's not very nourishing there's not many vitamins in that but you know <laughs> just live on that if you think it's going to get you very far but you don't attack the clickbait kebab don't yeah clickbait kebab don't attack the messenger when it's giving you like legit information and, and, and he's not trying to make a grandstand or anything for the last four weeks i've been going to villa park on a bloody consultation like i'm on jury service <laughs> uh, you know it takes up a lot of time as well it's like hours out of my life so uh, you know thanks very much uh, and also uh, when i'm challenging personally like one of the only people to actually challenge him constantly and uh then you get people saying that you're his best friend and everything and you're like ah, these people haven't got a clue some people just think it's my old man says just a twitter account that's been around for a while they don't understand the rest of it they even know it's a fucking podcast
0: Kudos to Dan and the Villa of View lads for actually saying it how it was, there. They know how it goes, Dan.
3: Uh Yeah, no, uh, you know, fair play to them because that was pretty much spot on and even referenced my bluntness on Twitter, which... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's experienced
0: it. Sometimes if you're really lucky, you get the live show.
3: Yeah, even Bud's experienced it. It's like... I have. <laughs> uh, I don't suffer so for fools on Twitter. No. It's not like a badge of honour or anything. It's just like they're just faceless accounts, so it doesn't matter, you know. And peop- some people also get that. I mean, we've, there's been people... People have called me cunts, and every, you know, I don't. I don't go after people. I, I react to people calling me a twat and whatever. That's when you go right. That's giving me a license to tell you to, you know, do one. But you know, the rules of Twitter are some. You know, where uh, like be months later and somebody will say oh what you know referring to me saying oh what's he said or what you know what, what's he put out because i can't see it he, he's blocked me uh he said i you know and then they'll say i can't remember why I, and then they'll say i probably called him a cunt or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and then you know you think oh it's fair enough you can't even remember uh and you know and, you know and block them it's like because you you know everybody flares up uh especially you know, at the moment <laughs> and it's no hard feelings on there but uh i mean some people it's just through not knowing what what I've done, what I do, and uh, especially for them, and I haven't been doing. You know, I don't normally engage on Twitter. So you come out all of a sudden and you say, "Oh yeah, this is what Perslow said." That you know, there's certain people get a bit. Uh, antsy and they think somebody who's got some information is like lauding it and it's like no it's um, you're passing it on i don't have to and sometimes i don't bother passing information on apart from it you know to the inner circle of uh, my own man said and the members Anyway, uh, so the badge was, I I said, don't do the vote until uh, fans have a sober mind on it. Because, you know, you're voting on what will eventually be a piece of uh, Villa history. So uh, you don't want a load of uh, reactionary things or protest votes or or, or whatever. You want people to give it due diligence. I mean, to be honest, and I'll say this quite honestly, I'm not that overwhelmed by the the designs considering you paying the clubs pay, playing pretty much would be around six figures easily for that process but you know their funeral so uh, and uh, everybody else in the, the consultation group seemed seem to think that like the day before chelsea would be a good time but i don't know i would just uh, put it on the back burner yeah be, because there's danger ahead and we've got 150th anniversary coming up uh, pretty soon And a couple of seasons and you don't really want to be doing that in uh, the championship, do you? And I think you should sort out your house. We'll talk about that later on before you you start fannying around because that north stand's not getting built if we... uh, Balls up this season, put it that way. Meanwhile, the women uh, decided they, they'd had enough of winning and uh, adding, bringing some joy. T- t- took a leaf out of the men's book. Bringing yeah. some joy to the uh, the name Aston Villa. So they they just thought, oh, if you can't beat them, join them. So uh, they decided to miss a penalty and get beat 2-1 by West Ham. I did say a couple of uh, weeks ago that uh, these are pivotal games, these two coming up. Uh, I think they were West Ham and Everton and that would be a real uh, pointer to where they are. So, uh, unfortunately, you know, Lehman missed that penalty. uh, I I think, think, you know, if she scored that, because the goal came pretty soon after, you you never know. There would have been just enough time to maybe, uh, because there seemed to have been a momentum switch, uh, because, you know, pulling a goal back straight after the missed penalty. So, uh, you never know that. It's the old curse of the player of the month and the manager of the month award.
4: Both Villowans get it and then lose straight away.
3: Yeah, they get cocky, I think. Uh, meanwhile the under 21s business as usual lost to Newcastle 2-1. Um uh, no real good news. Uh, I'm sorry to uh, tell you uh, in in the Villaverse, but hey ho, what's new? Right, let's 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 take a break from the bad news and listen to the Media Muppet theme tune. Right, Mr. Phil Shaw, Is that your name? Philip Shore. <laughs> 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 Any Anything interesting in the trough this week? Well, it's a real missed opportunity this week The the
4: Birmingham Mail had their hands on a really good story With informative information But like Villa, they just missed the target um, The headline Ooh. was um, Aston Villa set for a financial boost As a 189 million plan revealed I mean, that would help Ooh. with the North Stand, wouldn't it?
3: Well, it would help rebuild the whole team Which uh, is on my Christmas list <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, the the info in the piece is the announcement of a FIFA scheme to benefit clubs of players at the World Cup to the tune of £9,000 a day per player, Ooh. up to a maximum of £330,000 if they make the final. It's a real shame they went for the ses- sensationalist headline and ignored the real angle. The real angle is how much money Villa's per pre-World Cup form has cost the club. I mean, if they'd have been in decent form, they would have had a host of internationals at the World Cup, not just Emi Martinez.
3: So you could have a team... Like, for example, if, if Northern Ireland had sneaked through into the World Cup, <laughs> like and a lot of those players were like playing for, uh, let's say, a lower league team, I don't know, or, or even like a Scottish team, where their wages are actually lower. Are you getting compensated in tune to their wages, or is it like a, a flat rate?
4: It looks to be a flat rate. I mean, I if it was a
3: flat rate, then Northern Ireland, well, t- any team providing a lot of, let's say, team uh, players for that team could make a bit of money here. I don't know how deep into the competition Northern Ireland would go, but you know what I mean? Rather than it yeah. being, uh, you know, you're paying cheaper wages, so uh, you, potentially if it's a flat rate of if they're what they're compensating, you could actually make some money.
4: I mean, basically you're getting the 60, it works as but a, a 60,000 a week wage for free so for the whole duration. So if Phil had got their act together in the first half of this season, they would have had half the squad getting their wages
3: paid for free. It's, no. it's, it's a bit like the old COVID scheme, a bit like furlough, World Cup furlough. <laughs> So, I can't believe we've gone two medium up its uh Episodes, and we haven't even mentioned uh, Mr. Priest falling for my Venglos View monorail story from about three months ago and reporting. I mean, a- even
0: he admitted he was worthy <laughs> of it, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he?
3: He volunteered. He put his hands Hi, up. Ash. <laughs> he put his hands up to be in the media muppets uh, after somebody at the club had informed him that it was a possibility. Uh, it's not the first time people at the club have fallen for a Vangloss View. Uh, I think one <laughs> time when. Uh, I put out a story saying Villa was signing Egyptian players, i.e., Elmo and Trezeguet, because of their huge uh, social media following, and and they wanted to basically earn some Egyptian clout. And so they signed these players. And the marketing team actually thought it was a, a legit story, and they got they started to panic. It was like, oh, hit hit a nerve. Have I hit hit a truth bone? Have I? Because I bet they were rubbing their hands. Oh, look at all those millions we can like harvest and add to the villa social following. Although it does backfire. Remember when Samata left? Took (laughs) took an army of like sixty thousand with him. All putting like voodoo things on Villa and stuff. Yeah. Well, it worked. <laughs> it did. Well, cheers, cheers, guys. Cheers, Curse of Samata cult followers. Judging by that game against Chelsea, certainly uh, the luck is not in the Villa Park house at the moment. Three points. This one's crazy. I, mean, I didn't know about this until I, uh, yeah. I saw the plan. I don't know how this happens, Uh, and fair play. Maybe, was it Tommy Elphick who found out? I don't know if he didn't (laughs) play for any of these teams, does he? But DIY SOS in Hull, when uh, Hull entertained the Blues, the game was delayed because the goals were allegedly too big. They had to have two inches sawn off the bottom of the frame to uh, hit regulation size. The kickoff was delayed by 20 minutes. I wonder who who detected that I mean Elfic would have uh, probably detected it when he started headbutting the uh- <laughs> The goal post Something not right here. Go, this, <laughs> this sounds different. <laughs> yeah, it's like, referee there's something wrong this, this isn't, uh, this isn't regulation size, it's not regulation tone, it's not regulation size. Maybe they can take the offcuts and uh, maybe they did take the offcuts give them to the blues to take so back to se- home. St. Andrews in a doggy bag so they can like use the offcuts to like maybe plug some holes in the roof at St. Andrews. They've got a few leaks apparently. And this is a,
0: this is a championship <laughs> level. This isn't like Sunday <laughs> league. <laughs> She's like a reasonable level of pro football of two clubs who've been in the Premier League.
3: Uh, meanwhile, uh, in Spain, Barcelona wore Drake's Owl logo on the jersey in the El Clasico as Spotify and him wanted to celebrate the artist becoming the first musician to reach 50 billion streams on Spotify. That's some big-ass numbers. Fortunately, his logo looks like the Sheffield Wednesday logo, wasn't it? So As they were enjoying it, yeah. Yeah, they, mean, they must be loving that. Why is he not a duck? Surely a Drake's like a male duck. Why is he not a duck? <laughs> That's a good point, actually. Ask no, him, Phil. Next
0: time you see
4: him, next the new The Drake, yeah.
3: <laughs> next time he's in Belfast, uh, tap
4: him up. Well, if he charges as much as Blink-182 to go to Belfast, I don't I don't think i will be, be able to afford to go see him.
0: Or if he charges mm. as much as Pink at Villa Park.
3: <laughs> anyway, the the owl logo didn't really help them as they lost three one to uh, Real Madrid and are now three points behind at the top of the league. I, th- I thought Barcelona were in freefall, but they actually before that they'd out of their eight league games, they'd won seven, drawn one. So uh, it's not they're, as, out the, they're out the Champions League, pretty much. It's not not as bad uh, as I was I expected when I uh, researched behind the story. Anyway, uh, point number three in Brighton news: Manchester United are no longer apparently classed as one of the top. T- 20 football clubs in the world according to an updated rankings of clubs in Europe. Now, what are are these rankings, do we know? It's like
0: power rankings, isn't it? Soccer Power Index rankings published by five thirty eight.
3: 638 international teams are compared via various statistics. I mean, I don't think United will be losing any sleep, but uh, they're outside the top 20 football clubs in the world. Brighton have sneaked in. So in terms of English teams in the top 20, the six sides from the Premier League, Arsenal, Brighton, Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester City and Spurs. When is this data? Is it just like the last season or this season? Current, essentially, I think it's obviously updates... Over a calendar
0: year, they've obviously done it this week, right? So it was, so it was published three days ago. Right. Well, it's, it hasn't got Villa
3: in it, so fuck them. Uh, <laughs> apparently, Manchester City are top, but Bayern Munich are second. Uh, two La Liga teams are obviously in the top twenty, as well as PSG. But uh, I mean, what are Manchester City doing top if they haven't even won the Champions League? So uh, I don't know. A bit dubious. You, uh, well, yeah, exactly. Anything with Brighton? Uh, what is it based on the last eight games or something?
0: Could well be. Might just be there, like there. It's all analytics, isn't it? I'd imagine.
3: And Potter did love a bit of a. Uh... Right. Well, we're just we're just going to have to fire the research person for this, Chris. But <laughs> does that mean I get put out of my misery? Yes. <laughs> What's uh, yeah, a with a, with a cat, cattle, cattle bolt gun now in the back of the head? <laughs> Is that okay? <laughs> Even better. You're going to wipe me out with
0: a misplaced Matty Cash cross. You mean?
3: Oof. It's fair on that right uh, before we go on to uh, the main bit of the show where we talk about the current situation and the Chelsea game uh, a massive uh, thank you as always to uh, the My Men Said members for supporting the show and not only supporting the show but supporting essentially everything uh, I do in terms of uh, as I said going on jury service to this uh, these consultations for the badge and anything in terms of that you find yourself sometimes in the cold dark of night uh, thinking why you know, why do I do this? And uh, it's because of uh, people showing support like your good self. So uh, thank you, as always, for that. Also, thank you uh, to the new uh, My Omen Said members, Mark Tatler. Charlie Pearson, and also uh, to the two new annual members from the last few days. If you sign up as an annual member, you do get uh, just over a month's free, which is 10% off. So uh, massive thanks to uh, Tony Boucher and uh, Mike Doherty for uh, signing up. And again, thanks to you all for uh, supporting my own oh said and everything we do if you want to uh, join our inner circle and get access to match club as well as extra shows and add f- free versions of this show uh, and all the main shows uh, please do go to my and click on the members link for more details there right uh, let's get to this uh, game and the current growing situation the context of this I think I said at the start, this is the first trapdoor that uh, Gerard has to uh, escape. Some people look at the games against the likes of Chelsea and say these are a free hit, but if you're not beating the likes of Forrest and Leeds when you have a great opportunity to do so, these aren't free hits. You've got to. You've got to take any opportunity you get to uh, win a game. And uh, I thought Gerard. Uh, I think he made the right move. People were umming and about the the selection, but I thought, yeah, get rid of fucking Coutinho. Because we're going to have a bit more, uh, I don't know, up front. We've got to be a bit more bossy and uh, physicality. So, Puddingings and Watkins. Some people were thinking, "Oh shit, four four two, Steve Bruce ball." But uh, considering how Watkins has been finishing recently, uh, you know, it, it was uh, you know he went out to the left wing and, and he, uh, drifts, he drifts to the left anyway. That's his natural yeah. instinct, so you yeah. must have him out there anyway.
4: And when he was top scorer in the championship as well, he was in the left, and Mulpai was in the middle, so. Yeah.
3: He's used it. So Ings uh, drafted into the middle. Uh, Bailey uh, came in on the right, but apparently not 100 f- percent fit. So they're always going to hook him after around the the hour mark, which has kind of been interesting. Uh, that they're still like, for example, Archer. This is one of the things personally said in that meeting. He said Archer's uh, just been carrying an injury all week. Uh, sorry, all the all season and they haven't kind of got to the bottom of it. They've been managing it. Gerard's a massive fan, and uh, in these circumstances, i.e. Uh, not scoring, he would have liked to have given him 20 minutes in games rather than just bringing him in on the, at the end. You know, people are saying, well, you know, if he can't play 20 minutes, why is he playing at all? Why don't they just have uh, the operation or, or whatever? But I think it's it's just one of these things that they're yeah, managing and you're trying to avoid having the operation. And I mean, you know, we don't know the nitty gritty, but it was obviously uh, they thought they, could get through it. You know, people again on social media saying, you know, some people going, oh, well, uh, you know this is you know, bullshit, whatever, he's not injured, it's just a cover-up, it's just an excuse. Well, uh, he wasn't on the bench against Chelsea because he was injured.
4: Yeah, and he's obviously going to be on the bench ahead of Lex like Sanson, who isn't rated, you
3: can tell by Jared at all. Yeah, so uh, he has got a niggle or else he, w- he would have been playing. And people say, well, he should have been sent out to the Championship uh, so he could play 90 minutes. Well, he's injured, so he couldn't play 90 minutes. But also, it's much more beneficial for him to be getting, you know, if he was fully fit, 20 minutes in games... In the Premier League, because then if he was scoring in this team that can't score, then he'd have been starting. So uh, it would have accelerated his uh, impact and fired him up a few levels, and he'd have been alive and kicking because of the curse of Samata. Uh, Arch Archer would have been uh, useful uh, to to break that curse. But anyway, uh, so I didn't mind that lineup. I mean, you know, look at that midfield; it's the same old midfield, but uh, they did pretty well. It, I mean, they started off. The first minutes, it was like, oh hello. We had a couple of chances. Uh, tame shot, was it? Louise had a Louise had one. He sort of plucked it out the sky, didn't he? Involved it the first time.
0: He thought, go on, put your laces through. It. Yeah, there was a chance just
3: stuff. before that, and and then he uh, he had a shot, and he thought, ah, good. You know, we're on the front foot. Within minutes, we were one nil down. <laughs> another uh, gift another gift it's like we just we'd got to a stage where you're thinking okay we're concentrating now because we know the shit's hitting the fan and the defense is tightened up and you know we went through uh, I've been through a little patch of games where we haven't been conceding what was it it was like one in two three games Yeah, two in four wasn't it
4: Hmm. It was just like Mings went up to head the ball away and he, he just yeah. caught Southgate's South eye on the stand and then that was <laughs> enough just to make, him, to make him head it straight up in the air for Mount to tap it in.
3: Because I, I, I saw the cross come in, or, or no, what was it, like a ricochet? Yeah, it was like a yep. ricochet cross,
4: wasn't it? Yeah, I
3: saw the ricochet, I saw Mings go up and then I just, you know, y- your brain's already working out what's going to happen so I kind of looked away. And I just thought he was headering it out. And then where I was looking, the ball wasn't there. And then I looked down, and it was just bizarre. It was at the feet of Mount. And he's like, what the fuck's going on here? I couldn't press it. I needed to watch it again after the game. And then, yeah, you're thinking, it's just not. Uh, the somatic curse is just too strong. <laughs> we can't break it. It's the, it's the kind of things that happens in the, the dying days of a, of a managerial reign, isn't it? Well this is the whole team as well. Hmm. The the team can't buy itself any luck as well. I mean I uh, mean yeah, Bailey gets ahead and he not long after he hits the bar
0: from close range, you've got It
3: to... just I mean let's let's get onto that, but the reaction I thought was really good from yeah. Villa. Uh, I mean the probably crowd this, was probably one of crowd, the best. Crowd was still still in it, you know, they're not they're not uh, dejected straight away which I, which was good
0: to see. Well, you were kind of expecting, if we if we conceded early, the fans might turn, as was the general mood online, was like, first sense of danger, and it's going to turn on Gerard. It was actually, I think, the crowd, although it was very quiet, it was a very flat, sort of apathetic atmosphere. I think they well, stuck with the team I for the most I think they got part.
3: in it, because the, the, the team kicked in after the game 1-0 down, and, and the crowd kind of got back in it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, especially the, the triple whammy chance, yeah. which was... Oh. Uh, I mean, Kepper, fair play to him. I mean, that was uh, probably a bit
0: underrated. Uh- first half, he was inspired from, wasn't it? It was he? Well, the first big chance, wasn't it? Uh, Bailey, with the header at the back post, clips the top of the crossbar. Then you've got the... Yeah,
3: I think that is, the, of all the chances, I think that's the one. You've got, you've got to bury it. Because it. it's, there's, it's there's a free the header. Gets, it's yeah, a free header.
0: He, again, you get the cut back to McGinn, hits his shot well. Save he should make, but then the rebound from Ramsey is an incredible save. Yeah,
4: Ramsey couldn't, done, Ramsey couldn't have done any better with that shot. I mean, McGinn yeah, was thing. straight at Kebbel, but it was and it hits of the
3: woodwork twice in that in that whole yeah. sequence. And Ings is offside, obviously from the the next
0: phase of play, which is un- unfortunate. But yeah, Ramsey's very unlucky at that point. And then and then obviously you get another one. Cross comes in from um, Bailey, which is a really good ball in. Danny Ings, you know, point blank range. You think if you head it anywhere but there, it's in. Great He's save somehow, though, brilliant yeah. save, yeah.
4: Really, Again,
3: really good save. I don't I'm think kind of diving sort of backwards as yeah. well. I
4: don't think Ings could have done much better on his placement just to how much he was stretching for it. He got it right, you know, he got plenty of power behind it.
3: Yeah, I think in his brain, it was like, right, I'm connecting here. And uh, I think he was just thinking goal. It, there, there isn't like that second of like placement or anything because I don't think he can even see the keeper uh because the keeper's like out of position, uh, I
0: think. Yeah, it's a great say. He's scrambling across and then he dives up and tips tips over the top. And at that point, you're just thinking, fuck hell, is this going to be one of those days?
3: But at the same time, th- these were really top-notch quality. I mean, the, what's the old uh, statistics, uh, was it? quality chances I, I've lost uh, yeah, they were, like, big chances, yeah. big big chance, chances. Yeah. these were like juicy big ch- chances yeah
4: just the same as Spurs at the end of last season It was. A they complete... reminded
3: me of the kind of you know the diving header of Samata in that league cup final <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so I'm just trying Which to get a great in, goal, to trying to get him in as much as possible but <laughs> but yeah no these were good chances so
1: and there it is five
0: years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first.
2: ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Drivers' responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times.
0: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery at participating restaurants. 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's. dot com.
3: I mean, saying to Chris at half time, we were thinking it's not necessarily one of those games. It's not like Leeds where you're thinking, "Well, we could play for five years here, we'd never score." You felt like felt it was coming. You felt like we we're going to score. It's just a matter of will. Chelsea score more because obviously we were we were all out attack and. Uh, and they didn't offer much,
0: really. No, they you know, didn't. Martinis didn't have anything to do in the first half, really. No. I didn't
3: know. I didn't even know that Bang Yang was playing. Hmm.
0: Havertz, barely, yeah, Havertz didn't have a kick, did he? They hooked him off at half-time.
3: I didn't even notice
4: Sterling for a, until the second half. Yeah, well, he, he did hit the bar. But, the, I mean, it was one of those ones that was just... He sort of shrugged that chance off because Villa had so much better chances. Sterling did well to hit the bar from
3: there. Yeah, Just won, a crown shot towards in the won, first yeah. half. Yeah.
0: To go you know, to go in one nil down was harsh
3: enough to go in two nil down would have been
0: very harsh on Villa to be fair. Yeah.
3: I thought um that defensively, uh, some of their guys uh, some of the got, got a couple of units in there, haven't they? They have not they? Selva's just
4: a class act. He's
3: still oh, he's got brilliant a on the ball.
4: Edge.
3: Yeah. yeah, he's brilliant on the ball. I still think they're
0: there to be got up though, certainly in wide areas. You know, I think Cucurella, left back, uh, and Chalabar, who was playing at sort of as a wing back, I think they got him. well, he's like left side of a three. They've really got at the full backs well.
3: Yeah, I don't know if they enjoyable. were a bit wary from uh, the European uh, excursion in the week because you know, obviously Potter, you know, he, two subs came on at half time and he, you know, he played a full full deck, didn't he? Well, actually, I mean, to be fair to him,
0: you know, he obviously saw that Villa were, you know, very much not bossing it, but they were really, you know, having big chances. They were probably lucky to go in one nil up, but then to be fair to him. It got all his changes right. A you know, slight change of shape, pulled Havertz off. He just flooded the midfield in the second half and Villa really struggled then to kind of break them down. And, then you you know, Villa kind of they huffed and puffed a bit in the second half, but they didn't have those really big openings like they did in the first. You thought maybe the chance had gone. And, and then, of course, the the second goal comes when probably at the worst time, really, where you think Villa are just starting to grow into it. You can see Buendia on the touchline warming up. You think, right, we're going to go for it here.
3: Yeah, because just to track back a little bit, uh, when the second half kicked off, Chelsea started to boss the play a bit and he thought ah, we have, have we kind of blown out or they've worked us out but then we we kind of regained it and we we're having similar chances that, that we had uh, in front of the hole but that period we into
0: some good areas weren't we, we yeah the period really... didn't
3: really last long and that mount free kick i've watched it a few times since live i thought what the fuck's martinez doing and then i've watched it a couple of times and i'm still thinking he, he's taken the step in the wrong direction yep. hasn't he? yeah he steps he to, to the
0: right and it's flown in the middle of the
4: goal He's tried to guess. He thought it was going to curl to his near post, and it's just it's went dead straight down the
3: middle. Yeah, because if he stayed Set. where he was, it would have been a reasonable routine save.
0: I mean, we've we've um we've all been massive Martinez fans, haven't we? Since he arrived, and he's but he we hasn't want him out now. <laughs> uh, but I was going to say, but that that one was a bit of a that was a bit of a stinker, to be honest. Especially in a game where, be frank, even at two nil, he still didn't have very much to do.
3: Yeah, hardly anything. If that free kick was in a World Cup semi-final the Argentinian fans would lynch him that's how I read that
0: well for a top quality you know world-class goalkeeper that should be sort of mean gravy shouldn't it yeah Um, It was a real shame because if you did feel with Buendia coming on he might just give Villa that little bit of impetus to get back in the game which I think they would have deserved and then the second goal I mean Villa's confidence as we've said numerous times is pretty fragile and on the floor at the moment anyway and then it was really sad to see then the next sort of 20 odd minutes after that second goal went in because Villa Park just changed the team just you could see the belief just drained out of them and then it became just like a procession for Chelsea Villa just
3: Well you're 2-0 down and you're running out of time so you know it's to be expected isn't it? Well, that that goal came a minute before um, it,
4: uh, Bailey went off for Buendia So they was standing on the sideline waiting to come on, and then that goal goes in, and he looked affected for the rest of the game because it, we're used to Buendia coming on, and going, "Oh, he should have started. He should have started today. He came on. Yeah. And went, he he shouldn't have been brought on." That was that was what I took from today from Buendia
0: The
3: changes just didn't work. It's different now. Coming on one 0 down to because you're thinking, "Right, I'm coming on. I'm going to change this. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to be the man." At, but you know, suddenly it's two 0 and you go, "Oh, fuck." are making up you know just yeah. killing killing time here and
0: they they changed shape they completely flooded the midfield you know they they basically pulled off all their strikers and just went with sterling as a lone striker and yeah. still managed to pull us apart you know, in terms of um, field position, they didn't have they that big brought
3: chance. They just on Con- uh, Conor Gallagher just before that. They took off for uh, Abamyang and, and Gallagher. And I so thought, ah, here we go. They they're actually settling for what they've obviously got because they're leading. But that was interesting because rather than just uh, make some tweaks to actually, right, you know, let, we're better, We're a better team than Villa. Let's let's finish them off. They were thinking about right. Well, uh, Villa are still a live threat. We need to uh, shore this up.
4: Yeah, and, and like I said, I I was out for lunch with two Chelsea fans. and That's very much the opinion that people, even other fans and teams, are still playing Villa on paper rather than what they see on the pitch. They still think Villa are going to eventually click in the gear and demolish somebody, but it's it, it still it isn't happening.
3: No.
0: And then from that point on, it became a very, very difficult watch, unfortunately.
3: Well, the game was gone. But the stats, I mean, you know, this would have been in the first 60 minutes. I mean, 18 shots, seven on target. Compared to Chelsea's eight shots and four on target, we had seven corners to their one. Similar to the Leeds' complete domination in terms of shots and in this game, much better quality in terms of big chances as opposed to the Leeds Mm -hmm. game
4: yeah and there was there was also a stat come up on the broadcast that um, at one stage in the second half Villa had 22 crosses to Chelsea's one
0: yeah I mean, there wasn't a lot of quality there, if I'm honest, but um, it was, it was unfortunately, the first half especially, it was a lot better, but it doesn't count for much, does it, when you're still gifting teams goals and results are all that matters at this point.
3: Yeah, well, personally said in that meeting, he quoted Napoleon Bonaparte, <laughs> I'd rather have lucky generals than good ones.
0: And he ain't very lucky, is he? The, you know, meeting, and I mean, things went down at the end of the game, you don't know what that injury's going to be like, and you just think... And I think that breaks, pretty much
3: sums up Villa Player's... Uh, good yeah. players but not not really doing it but also drastically unlucky but that's not why they're you know ultimately lose well this game i would say and if if we were in an even keel here and we we're six in the league and uh, nobody was getting antsy you would uh, look at that game and go fuck we were unlucky yeah,
0: lucky to lose it. I think that would have been a fair sort of draw there today.
3: No, <laughs> admit we, that, that should have then, been a win. I think if one of those chances goes in first half, well, maybe one or two could have gone in. Yeah. Possibly, but then you now the last the last twenty minutes performance. If you take the ninety, the
0: last twenty was borderline embarrassing at times.
3: But well, I wouldn't go that harsh. But you're two 0 down. What do you expect? Yeah, it's, it's like it's, it's one one of things- I, no, I,
0: I'm going to. I'll put in here because to me that's bollocks. Because, what do I expect at 2 nil down? I expect you to have a go. I'd rather lose three going for it. I'll refer back to that Man United are you game broken, in January. Though. Yeah, yeah, nah. but this
3: this is a different scenario. We're, we're kind of fucked. The players are under pressure. They've seen so many chances go bloody missing. It's like uh, inspirational goalkeeper, blah, blah. So you can understand why it's a bit down. And Chelsea, are, you know, they know it's uh, done and dusted and they have a bit more control and as you said they flooded the midfield so it becomes a bit harder yeah
0: I still think you've got to have a go you know that Man United game we had a go I think if, at any point if we'd have got a goal back 15 minutes to go I think the crowd would have gone right you know what we'll get behind a bit for 15 minutes Yeah, but, they but just, they're just like they, they, not, I'm not going to say down tools but it was just like they just
4: sulked there's a bit of that but my issue is I mean the the Villa that first half where has that Villa been most of this season I mean yeah, we've been, we've been <laughs> yeah. going Gerrard out Gerrard out Gerrard out Where's these players suddenly came from? They didn't suddenly remember how to play for forty five minutes in the first half. Yeah, I mean, what's going on?
0: Maybe it's just yeah they, they, they kind of realised the situation. You know, they're not stupid, are they? They probably thought. And as soon as I saw the um, the starting lineup at sort of one o'clock, I'm like, wow, that's a that's a starting lineup that says we've got to win this today. Yeah, and they sort of the energy and the sort of. Um, yeah, you know, the intention of the first half, and then, and then, obviously, two 0 They probably just thought, well, we're not going to here. It, we, it's just inevitability.
3: It's also a starting lineup that is there because it realizes the errors of its ways in the last two games. It's like we have to put Ings in there, but fucking Ings yeah. doesn't work anymore. What have I done? I What have
4: we done,
0: thought, I th- I he, have we done played, to him? I actually thought he played pretty well in the first half. I thought he was. He sort of his hold-up play was better than Watkins. That's my big sort of bugbear with Watkins for all his hard work is it doesn't stick. It sticks better with Ings. And I think he, Watkins is better playing off someone yeah, who can but, release him. His first
4: touch, bit dodgy. But Ings wasn't bought to hold the ball up. Ings was bought to put the ball in the net. So, I mean, yeah, the, no, exactly, the, fail, yeah. the failings of the rest of the team, Ings, whenever Ings is actually on the pitch, he's not doing his job. He's having to compensate for like the whole front three. So, that's obviously why he's not doing as well. I mean, you don't want Ings to touch the ball until it's going in the net. You want him to be like a Haaland. You want him to have like six touches a game and one of them's a goal.
3: Yeah, since Ings has been here. I've kind of thought, ah, oh, you know, he's actually, his all-round game's actually better than I thought, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> he's here to score goals. <laughs> Literally, it's like, ah, oh, right. no, yeah, he can hold it, oh, right. he's he pass a good passer, but it's like, I don't care, ultimately. He shouldn't be out there on the wing, you know, pissing around, holding up two players. And, sp- and,
0: sp- and speaking of uh, out on the wing, Bailey was, as again, hot and cold. you know, It's like, if you're not fit, don't play him. A couple of little moments with the ball, but I think without the ball, it was just sort of like, he just lets things go, doesn't he? And especially against a team like Chelsea, we're playing three at the black, two wingbacks. You know, they're going to overload you. Like the first half, first sort of 20, 25 minutes, Chilwell had the freedom of Villa Park, didn't he? That was the out ball and we just weren't going after him.
3: Yeah. He's, I mean, he's somebody who can give you a bit of electricity, but, uh, depends if he blows. It's very short sparks. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and all the other puns.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, he you know, blew a, a fuse when he header. hit the
3: bar. Cause he should, that should I mean, uh, somebody who's probably, uh, more of a, let's say, uh, a. I think even trustings to score that, yeah, and probably Watkins. Well, no, I wouldn't go that calm, far. Calm down. I wouldn't go that far. Calm down. <laughs> I would. <laughs> that would come off I, the top. I, I of suppose, the bar. I
0: suppose if we're going if we're gonna mention Chilwell, we might as well throw in the uh, horrendous oh, yeah. tackle on uh, on Ramsey, which some would say is lucky to stand the pitch. Or... Yeah,
3: I was, I was. I got a couple of messages saying uh, he should be off. That was a red. And I think pundits have said that uh, the when Chelsea watched-
0: player—I can't remember who the Chelsea player was He's, I think it might have been Chalabar, the one with the, the hair. Yeah, the, the reaction of the of the Chelsea player was like, fuck, that's a bad one." Yeah.
4: yeah, it's one of those. It's it's what they always say. Was well, it's an orange card. It's it's not you know nailed on red, but it's it's more than a yellow. So it's one of those. Yeah. He, doesn't go, he
0: doesn't go. over the ball. Does he kind of no. go straight? But he doesn't yeah. get anywhere near the ball.
4: If you consider the media, it's, late. Fr- it's very late. Yeah, yeah. the media Ferrari for, for Mengs actually winning the ball against Saka last season, and compared to that, and they have both got the same th- punishment—a yellow card. I mean, taking the piss.
0: I mean, I think in that scenario, you're—I—I I, I, I semi-joke, but it's like you're actually annoyed that Ashley Young is playing left back because if he's playing right back, he is straight in Chilwell's face and he's straight in the ref's face, and he probably goes. But the Villa don't surround the
4: ref because, of course, you no. a bunch of saps. Well, Ramsey did his job. He was in the ground in agony. So <laughs> well, that's not really his job, is it? He
0: just
4: he took the he took took the clattering. But you, at,
0: at that point, that's where you think of the Villa. You've got to play the game here. You've got to someone or one or two or three of you have got to steam in here.
4: I mean, does nobody watch Arsenal? That that's what don't makes just that, yeah do you know, That's stand what bridges Get the in gap. The
0: refs Get in the refs face.
4: I mean, you're not going to tell me Arsenal are suddenly world beaters. It's it's they know how to bridge the gap between them and the rest of the league. It's like do the dirty stuff. That's yeah. what
3: gets them up there. Set pieces, disappointing again. And we had a lot of corners this time.
0: Yeah, and, bear, bear, you know, and, and actually it was strange because corners and free kicks, we actually got our head on a few times.
3: I noticed that uh, we were kind of loading the back post. I think it was a, a Louise corner. Chelsea had like four players on the near post marking nobody. Mm. And uh, the first corner just went straight into that block of four players on the near yeah, post. It's, so it was it's like, what, what's going on? You can see there's no Villa player in there. And there's four of them. It's a waste of time. I mean there's a couple of the couple of times where you, <laughs> we get a corner or something and I just
0: I can't I can't f- sort of resist myself and just shouting, sit the fuck down, Austin. Just sit down. You don't know what he's gonna put. And they just keep it simple. We've always said just hit an area. I mean, you know, you got Mings, you have got Conza, you have got enough height in there. Put it in the air and, and back yourself to win it.
3: And, and they started to do it a little bit mixing it up, but there's there's time when they should go longer. Martinez, just boot it up, because there's a few times they overplayed it at the back and gave the ball away. Just Not not a lot, but a couple of times. And he's just thinking, yeah, a little bit more uh, mixing it up in terms of going directly, because if you're going to give the ball away in your own half, what's the point? You might as well ump it up. And that's what I think. Watkins is great. Just hit the channels he, and let him chase. And he, he also he's not bad at winning the first ball, actually. Mm. He no, does Watkins, so much he, right, Watkins, but he just needs a goal or two, really. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he had a...
4: It' a good game apart from the shot that he had in the second half. It was almost identical position that he got himself into for the Brighton goal last season, and he he put it out for a inside. throw. Yeah, now
0: I think it was a bit wider than that. It was it was a tougher chance, but you, you, as soon as he's there, you're like yeah, you know, if you I think if you sort of freeze framed it on the telly, you'd be like you've got options there, and he picked the wrong one. Talking about yeah.
4: options, there was one in the first half as well. And again, how he didn't square the innings, That's just we're yeah. we're back to where we were against Forrest. What what are you thinking? What are you doing? Play the percentages, isn't it?
3: Yeah. Yeah, his first touch was uh, a bit iffy, uh, but he was getting pelters, actually. The crowd have started, I think they've turned on him as in uh, any mistake and uh, Watkins gets it now, which uh, is a shame, but uh, when your strikers aren't scoring and and the team isn't scoring, uh, it's to be expected, really.
0: Yeah. Right. I, uh, I mean, what's that? That's, is it two goals in five now?
3: Which is the root of the problem, is it not? It is.
0: it is but then for all the talk of uh, defensive improvement I think we said it in the previous show You know, Southampton didn't have a crack Leeds didn't really have a go Forest didn't really have a go Chelsea weren't really all over us and yet you still come out of it with two goals It's like, Look at
3: their two goals they just kind of one was the free kick with debating whether Martinez should have done better and then certainly Mings uh, yep, had a brain should. fart
0: So it's like we can say that the stats look
3: better, but the performance would suggest that. Well, are you defending better, or are you just not being challenged very much? The reason why we didn't win this game or get anything from it was we 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 did exactly what we've been guilty of, and why we're in this situation. It's like we just do undo all the good work through uh, yep. stupid mistakes. We throw it away. And as all the cliches
0: are, you know, you win
3: you win the game in both boxes, and at the moment, Villa aren't doing it very well. And he can't go on like this, but no. as well as Gerard, it's the, the team. I think the team have let him down big time as well as uh, his own uh, tactical mm-hmm. kind of uh, ineptitude. I mean, still to the, I mean, you know, deciding, oh, right, I better play Ings if I'm going to score goals today. It's like, well, you should have brought him on. 25 minutes to go, half an hour to go against Leeds, not uh, when they were down to bloody... Uh, or straight away, as soon as they went yeah. there, it's ten men, not with seven minutes to go. So I've got. That's where you make a proactive move. Isn't got a little sympathy for him uh, in that respect, but his players have let him down. Then the players let you know they've let us down the last couple of seasons. It's a lot uh, of these
0: guys are the, it's a lot of the same team that got sis, Smith the sack. It's a lot of the guys that when we were sort of sat in sixth in what, December twenty twenty, the form fell off a cliff.
3: Yeah, yeah, and and these guys aren't chumps. I mean, certainly not on chump
0: change wages.
3: That's what I'm saying. Uh, How much we spent on them? I mean, he's seeing a lot on Twitter, like, uh, you know, Chapier in his 20s. It's a feeling uh, the reason I want uh, Gerard sacked isn't even about the results as bad as they are I have it's the feeling I have towards the club now I have never felt so disconnected to Aston Villa in all my life I don't get excited when they play I don't really celebrate when we score I don't enjoy going to Villa Park I've been a season ticket holder uh, since I was little so you know it's like 20 mid 20s now and I've never felt like it before now, I'm thinking, was he wearing a blindfold in the Lambert years, the Remy guard <laughs> years, the McLeish years?
0: <laughs> it's like I felt back I've, the back end about the back end the Bruce Leary. Years.
3: <laughs> it's like, uh, and I think somebody says something like that to him, and, it, and he's he quantifies it by saying, but we've actually got we're meant to have really good players that have cost a lot of money, and that's that's the reason why yeah. people are depressed because the expectations were so much higher. It's higher, yeah. Because you look at some of those team sheets under Lambert when we're buying all it's kind fun. of poundland players and uh, you kind of there's an excuse inbuilt isn't there even though it's shocking yeah. as crap you mm-hmm. kind of just and hoping
4: Lambert's beating Man City
3: luckily as it was yeah. with El, El Achmedi <laughs> and Wyman scoring he still yeah he still managed to pull some party tricks out of the bag now Gerrard's struggled against the, the, the big top six
0: I think is, is it like is it about two two points out of the big six? it's yeah. something scandalous like that, isn't it? Like you obviously got a draw against United in January. And
3: a I mean, you know, draw some, against some Chelsea, reasonable City, games, that's about some it. better games yeah. than uh, most. Like the average performance against the top six is probably better than uh, the par under him, but just hasn't got the results. But Smith had a knack of. Uh, Doing the business, uh, yeah, and, and I mean, that's, you could, but he's just not consistent. Smith, no, if you problem. take
4: if you take Smith whenever, whenever it was good, whenever if you didn't get any results against the big the top six, you were dispatching your Crystal Palaces and teams like that there and looking really good doing it. So that sort of that balanced it up. I mean, Gerard's not dispatching these teams. And while his performances, like you said, I mean, you take a Spurs game last season, you take the game today, even the City game, they're they're better performances against the bigger teams. It's just not. There's nothing to balance it up on the other side. It's like, oh, you're unlucky here, but you know, at least you did this. And Jared's case is like, you're unlucky here, but you're fucking shite there. It's it's awful against the, the the teams that he should be he should be doing better against. I mean, the players and Jared should be doing better against. They should be yeah. putting that performance in against the lower teams.
0: Bearing in mind you know, we walked away from that Southampton win a few weeks ago and no one was under you know any illusion that we played well. Yeah. We just got the job. We just got the job done, which at the time we needed to do. And you're like, okay, we'll take it. But it's not good. But hopefully, you know, you get the performance and the result. But um,
3: psychologically, it was a big. You were hoping it was a big day. Yeah, right? well, yeah, yeah, finally getting a win, and especially
0: to back up the Man City result with
3: and then a really positive one. Looking on the horizon, since we hadn't actually had any away points, you've got two games that potentially you can uh, shift the needle in terms of your away form and. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know two draws, but who you know who gives a shit? We You've still dropped the, the ball. way those yep. games panned out. We should uh, have won them both. It's going to come back to that Forest
4: game again and again. You're going to look at that Forest game and go, why? What what happened in it? I mean, you could you can overanalyze it and analyze it. At all. they just they just didn't turn up at all. And the Leeds game, second I mean, the Leeds half. Game, yeah, I mean the Leeds game. He says it's one of those things
3: yeah in isolation uh you, you gotta credit Leeds because you know sometimes we forget we actually play in opposition and uh they did uh dig in and the crowd got very very involved forest game there for the taking were just superior i think and uh but clueless no yeah, real practical plan to break them down
0: but i I, you know, I agree with your man about the sort of the apathy that's set in you just you kind of you it's not an enjoyable watch. The kind of the general feeling around the place when you turn up's like great, and then you walk away from the ground, and you, know, you sort of overhear conversations. And it, and it isn't like they were walking away from the ground. People going, "Oh, we were crap. We were crap." It was just a bit of a like deflated shrug of the shoulders. It's like, well, where the hell? Where, where do we go from here?
3: As you said at half time, this kind of feels potentially like that Spurs game where we played really well in the first half, didn't take our chances, they did, and what mm-hmm. they beat three nil in the end, didn't they? Four. Was it four? Sorry. It was four. Four <laughs> and could have been more, David.
0: <laughs> and frankly, with Chelsea, you actually thought if, if they'd have actually made different moves with their bench, because you look at their bench and it's absolutely ridiculous. And... Um if they'd have wanted to cut through us, they probably could have, but they didn't need to.
3: It's hard to judge. Uh, because They're very, it's, very functional. It's hard to judge if they were any good, because somebody said at half-time, he said, oh, we're making them look like Crystal Palace or something. It doesn't feel like we're playing Chelsea. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of that was Villa were doing really well and uh, bossing it, but you don't take your chances. You can't If you don't score, you don't win. If you don't win, you get relegated. It's as simple as that. And we're not looking good. So, as well as uh, Gerard's head on the block, uh, I'm thinking... I think Lang. you got. To, I mean, everybody uh, through the the first sacrifice was uh, what's his name? Zuso, wasn't it? Yeah. Zuso. And you thinking, well, compare him to Lang. Any any improvement? I wouldn't I mean say it. so. The problem with Lang is
4: he hasn't bought any player that nobody has not heard of. I mean, you can Bailey. I mean, he was a hipster's favourite for years. You go and you go and look, and they were all saying, "Well, oh, I, get I would
3: say the number one evidence at the feet of uh, if I was the prosecution on uh, let's say questioning Lang's role, there was a need to get an all rounder, a number eight in there who could uh, have a bit of bite in the tackle. You know, you win near the ball bit of a box-to-box quality about him which is something we needed and you know we keep talking about this and Sanson was the answer and that was his pick and Mm -hmm. that's come up well short and since then while they picked out they've got Dendonka in a team that needs a restructure a a fresh uh, outlook especially in midfield and they buy him and uh, you know they've been suffering from and, and Gerard said this as well as as saying this on the podcast about physical profile and being susceptible to fr- set pieces, as we saw against Bournemouth on the first day. Okay, so you bought somebody who might counter that. Haven't played them, no idea where you would really play him. He'd probably play him next to sort of Louise, but it's like if you want
0: security, you can go down the Nakamba route if you really want to do that. It's, he's got tools. He just doesn't either seem willing to use them or is very risk averse. Well, there's, yeah.
3: there's, there's that thing, the shackles of making McGinn captain, because if you're going to play Dendonka next to Louise, where do you put McGinn? You're going to have to choose between him and Ramsey. Yeah. And that is an issue. I mean, Ramsey's been playing, you know,
0: reasonably well. Yeah, he was probably our best performer actually. I would say on the day against Charles, it was kind of a strange change that when you hooked Ramsey for Dendonka at that point in the game, you thought that's bizarre.
3: So Gerard Lang, anybody else? personally? <laughs> oh what? Well, have we done McPhee?
0: The reality is, if 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 Gerard is is to go at some point, you'd imagine your sort of Aaron Danks, who was a Smith appointment, Austin McPhee, Smith appointment. Yeah, the Austin Ger- McFie team. That whole that whole back. This one won't be a management change. It will be the whole. Yeah frontline footballing one, coaching one staff will be out. out the door. Yeah, clear, we, we one all out, yeah. It'll be, it'll yeah, be
3: well. the, the six weeks uh Qatar trapdoor. It gives you a chance six weeks is in terms of major overhaul uh yeah. it's as good as it gets mid mid season, put it that way. It's a unique opportunity.
0: Well, it is because I think even if you were to bring in a new manager tomorrow, they would probably bring in their. Uh, uh, even if it's just like a skeleton crew, they'd bring in a basic crew. They'd probably keep certain people. You know, Neil Cutler, I'm sure, will probably be a bit
3: of a a. I get state. rid of him. I mean, yep. Martino should have saved that free kick. <laughs>
0: but I think you're going to have, you know, um, you got to root it all out. Yeah, you're going to be you're <laughs> looking at your. You're going to be having another look at your scouting network. You're going to be having another look at your analytics and all this stuff that's not firing, or well, maybe mm-hmm. it is, but they're just not. You can give them all the data so you want, can't you? But it's
3: like, you don't understand happening on the pitch? All those players on paper, when, when you buy them, you're thinking, yeah, good, pretty much most of them. I don't think there was anybody at the time uh, oh. within the expectation, like, you know, Bednarak, good, solid, lone player because of the circumstance, because of the Carlos yeah. situation. Carlos, there's an argument. We needed more of a sample size. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's the greatest centre-back in the world because La Liga's La Liga and the Premier League's the Premier League. And- but he's been in a
0: consistent severe team, he's done it in Europe as well, so there's a relative...
3: Yeah, but you, also yeah. it's like, why, why is he all of a sudden decided to come to the Premier League now? Is it like, payday, payday, payday? To play for a mid-table team who finished 14th. Payday, payday, payday.
4: And it gets demolished by
3: Bournemouth. So, yeah, so I, want, I wanted to see more before I'm, you know, you, you kind of pin your colours to uh, the mass mm-hmm. in terms of a verdict on him. Kamara's the one I think who has got huge upside. Yeah, just because he makes that back four a bit more dynamic in terms of uh, number one playing it out and number two covering. If your centre backs yeah. are up, he just slots in. Mm-hmm. He plugs a bit. He plugs the brainfarts when they happen. Yeah, because like if Mings is gone up and now, Luis slots in. Uh, you know, drops off into a centre back. If we get caught on the counter, it's not the same as having Kamara there.
0: But you're still walking. You, know, you walk away from Villa Park to you know, sort of thinking yet again,
3: where do we go from here? Say we we play Fulham, we don't win that, and they get rid of Gerard. I think we're, we're, to the end of the season we're in a relegation battle. I think I can't. I don't think a new manager comes in and and these players suddenly become world beaters. I think there's just something fundamentally wrong with the uh, the shape of this team. Uh, that midfield especially. I think Coutinho is probably a burnt casket. I can't see him. Uh, I mean, I wasn't a big fan of anyway, as as I've mentioned before. But it was one of those where where you can get him for seventeen million. Why not? But it's where he is in the pecking order if he's level with everybody then it's like a why not situation because then you know if he's coming off the bench whatever or for a certain game where he might be good or for a certain manager who's apparently uh, relying on
0: a moment of magic
3: yeah but uh, in terms of the major you know overall solution to actually lift the whole team with Coutinho, you're sitting there waiting for a moment of magic when really you just want somebody in that midfield just to fucking run the show. And you could have got him at that price as well. Right, so any, uh, any reasons to be cheerful, Phil Shaw? <laughs> Again, me? <laughs> Why am I always the one coming up with these reasons to be cheerful? It's like Jared picking a formation out of his backside to try and win. Bud would get a bit cynical, uh, I'm trying to get some... I'm never cynical. <laughs> All right then, Phil. Phil's flapping. Uh, Chris, any reason to be cheerful?
0: <laughs> I mean, it was a beautiful day at Villa Park. It wasn't was. It was. was gorgeous day to be out and not at Villa Park watching that last twenty Sunday minutes. Sunday
3: afternoon, beautiful walk back to the car. My only my only uh, mistake was not actually uh, thinking harder to have a, a roast after that that game. Yeah, to uh, mull it over. But you know, it's that was a game of football. As a you know, neutral, probably for the first time this season, a neutral seen a villa game and actually thought, Oh, that was a good not a bad game.
0: Yeah. I mean the the, the reality is that the reason to be cheerful is if you're really trying hard is that you've shown that well, you can have a go at teams and if you start putting your chances away, someone could be on the end of one, but you you're sort of clutching at straws at the same time.
3: For anybody who is totally adamant, uh, they want Gerard out. It's another step closer. <laughs> it's another step closer and, and potentially you're one game away, I I, I would say. One more bad result against Fulham, yep. and uh, mm. it's not looking good. Uh, I think Fulham you know, is one of those games, isn't it? A bit like when um, we're not that good against Fulham. We, we, it's a bit fifty-fifty-ish.
0: It feels a bit like when Lambert went up to Hull. It's one of those kind of mm. games where you look at it and go, "Oh God, that's that could that's just got ugly game written all over it." Because Fulham, Fulham will have a crack at us.
3: For me, this is a case of the, the league table will do the business here because uh, yeah, if he goes, tough. it's like well, he's gone. But, But I think there's bigger problems as well. It's not; it's a red herring just to think this is all about Gerard. Yeah. But you know, the set piece coach just seems to have confused things. I mean, at the end of that Steen Smith reign, when they're passing notes and everything, the players don't know what they're doing. They're bumping into each other, taking free kicks. Too many chefs in the uh, the kitchen.
0: And when you hear that, you know, like Michael Beale was the the tactical mastermind behind Gerard, you, you kind of go, right, so we've got a figurehead, but who's the actual person who's moulding this?
3: Yeah, with Critchley, he, he was a slow starter at uh, Blackpool, by all accounts. But they don't have time
0: at start, the end. But... He
3: wasn't at the pre-season tour either, so that's not obviously helping, but... <sighs> I, I don't know. These players also have have been around each other for uh, a bit of time now. It's not as if they're bloody mm-hmm. strangers, but they seem to occasionally play like well, more than occasionally play like strangers. So uh, that is a concern. But
0: and also we're at this we're at this really interesting period now where you've got that World Cup break on the horizon, then you're going to go into a couple of games, then the transfer window opens. They're going to have to start making some strategic decisions about what they're going to do in that transfer window around well, who's your manager, because essentially someone new is going to come in and just evaluate everything and say, right, I need X, Y and Z, or I'm not going to sign with you.
3: Well, if we're not in the mix...
0: If, it's, if, going to be uh, very, it's a very hard
3: sell. If Fulham dump us, then uh, I think they'll probably dump Gerard to, yeah. to have a head, head start on the very thing you say if uh if we we carry on playing like we did in the first let's say hour of this uh, game against Chelsea against uh, Fulham and against Brentford and then uh you would expect Gerard to then be judged uh, on what Purslow said you know in that meeting we want to be in the mix in that mid table kind of uh, upper mid table as long as we're you know Villa aren't too far off that i think they'll go with Gerard and they'll have a uh Let's say some hard words with all with each other. You might see somebody like McPhee get the boot. The, the, you know there might be a few changes here and there. But uh, this is a bigger problem than just Gerard, I think. And what is this, the state of mind of the owners as well? I mean, I'm sure we'll, um, you know, if they're over, you'd imagine there'll be. I, I I do wonder if there'll be some
0: kind of statement in the next few days from them, just just about the new badge and stuff. I think that might be why they're over as well.
3: I think they're over. Also, they want to check up on this business, and mm-hmm. uh, they want to know why why it hasn't uh, finished in the top eight the last couple of seasons, and it doesn't look like it's going to do this season. No, so it's a bit of an emergency meeting, I would say.
0: Especially when bear in mind, probably one of the last times they were over was that th- you know, that implosion against the Wolves. That was probably the start of the end for for Smith. Yeah, you know, they looked at to that today and gone, well, you gave it a go, but. Uh especially Edens, who loves analytics and stats, he'll just look at all the stats and go, sorry, mate, the graph's been going in the wrong direction for far yeah. too long. And it's like, unfortunately for Gerard, the further you zoom out, and they always talk about context, context, but the farther you zoom out and you kind of go like calendar year, it doesn't get any better. It probably gets worse.
3: Yeah, I think I said on the members show that uh, they're not looking at that at the moment. They will, uh, they're still looking at the league table, but that will be brought up as evidence as why, you know, why we have to make a decision to get rid of? And that's kind the, of the
0: fans, the fans' view, isn't it? You're looking at like continual improvement. Well, there hasn't been. You, know, you you you're walking away from the Chelsea game, and you're sort of on the same points, the same league position. You've spent even more money.
3: Yep. Where'd you go? One point above the relegation zone. The late league table will uh, do the talking. Before we go, don't forget to uh, follow the show on Spotify or Apple or whatever podcast app you use. Subscribe to uh, astonvilla.wtf. There will be uh, basically an insight into the uh, the badge process. Uh, I've, I've done a, I think I've done a couple on the early stages. Until D-Day at Craven Cottage, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from them. Goodbye. Goodbye.
0: Terms and conditions apply. Five years or hundred thousand miles, whichever comes first.
2: ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times.
3: This podcast is proud to be part of the
0: TalkSport fan network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.